0: Are you telling your kids the real meaning of Christmas or are you gonna tell them about Santa Claus? On this episode of the No Negations Podcast, we talk about the meaning of Christmas, faith and fear, and the gift that you're giving to God. Let's dive into it. What's up everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Daryl D. Sellens Jr. is
1: here. That hurt my ears. I'm Ayla Sellens.
2: And DS Ninja is in the house.
1: She act like we don't have headphones and She can just turn her <laughs> volume down. <laughs> it hurt. Yeah. T- I don't know how to work this stuff. <laughs> you do. This is you, your job. Uh,
0: you see that thing in front of your mic that says volume?
1: <laughs> no.
0: Turn it down. <laughs> my mic is too close to see, uh, but... <laughs> But, yo, so um, before we get into this, we're talking about the Christmas season or whatever. We just go over our weeks. How was your week?
1: It was good. Um, I got a lot of Christmas stuff done, which is nice. My
2: gift? (laughs) Yes, your
1: (laughs) gift. Everybody's gift. Um, And now I'm kind of anxious for this coming week a little bit. Why? I'm excited. I'm excited to go see my fam. Like, we get to spend what four days together which is not normal i feel like it's a vacation that's what it does feel like doesn't it mm-hmm. it's nice that this year it falls thursday friday yeah so then you get saturday and sunday
2: we always get saturday and sunday do we saturday and sunday you work saturday and sunday?
0: well
1: she's saying no, like, i'm saying i don't it, work thursday, thursday friday, friday saturday. saturday or sunday this guy. sometimes yeah. i christmas is like on tuesday and I still have to go back to work the day after. Those are
0: kind of nice, though, too, because you get f- Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday.
2: But then you don't do much at work. Man. Okay, when what it if it's on a Wednesday? You don't do much at work. Everybody just party mm-hmm. or, you know, bring in fruitcake.
0: <laughs>
2: I have <laughs> When's never. was the
1: last time you had a fruitcake? I'm, cake? I'm no, to say. Like I it's... have
2: never in my 59 years. Seen anybody eat fruit cake? <laughs> I've seen I, it at
0: parties. I don't think I've ever seen it. Ooh,
2: Lord. You see that? You were like, people eat that. So
0: it's <laughs> actually like chopped fruit and cake. Yes. You've had it. Google it. No, I haven't.
2: Google. I, I have never, tried never seen it. anybody eat it, but people do. I hear people eat it, but I've never actually seen anyone eat it.
1: What oh. about eggnog? Do you like eggnog? No, I, I don't either. Uh,
0: is it actually raw egg in there?
2: I don't know.
1: How do I you think make you eggnog? do put an egg in <clears> it. it. But I don't know. It's Somebody rough. tell us. Somebody That's why I call it eggnog. <laughs> <normal. laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I never had that either. Never had fruitcake. Never had none of that. I just eat Christmas breakfast. I got an argument with people at the gym. Like, okay, I, I think I know your answer. What is better, Christmas breakfast or... Thanksgiving dinner.
1: Thanksgiving dinner. You're crazy. Oh, absolutely no. You can ha- Christmas dinner is just Christmas dinner because you had it on Christmas. No,
0: no, 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 the no, no, food no, no. Christmas change. breakfast. Christmas breakfast, not Christmas. Okay, dinner. what
1: is in your Christmas breakfast? Everything do? you have everything on Christmas breakfast. What is it?
2: Isn't <laughs> it just breakfast?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it Thanksgiving just dinner?
1: No, okay, <coughs> it's a different dinner. You have different food. No, than I you eat that would stuff normally I have. Time. I
0: eat this. Stuff. The only thing that is different is probably yams. I no, eat yams you don't eat day. turkey like that. Yeah. You but, don't eat
1: stuffing. Well, I don't
0: even eat turkey. On Thanksgiving, so nothing's different, okay. For you, uh, well, okay, but which I one's better?
2: I don't eat turkey during the year, I
0: don't, okay, but it. which one's better, Except Christmas for breakfast or Thanksgiving meat. dinner?
2: Well. Christmas breakfast is just breakfast. It, looks, <laughs> it, ain't, it, ain't like, ain't it
0: ain't like just you have turkey no. for breakfast. No, no, listen,
1: you have every,
0: but you have everything on Christmas. I look forward to Christmas breakfast.
1: It's just what? because you have a fond memory of it. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, no, because no, no, no. the food no, is still no, the same. No
0: no. no, 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 it's not. It's still you either get,
2: bacon, eggs, sausage, No, pancakes. but you get everything.
0: Like you have biscuits, you have French toast, you have pancakes, you have sausage, eggs. Your mother cooks uh, that. Potatoes. All the time. But not all at once.
1: <laughs> You're, so so, are, You're so passionate. Y'all are so passionate. you are so passionate i
2: don't have I've never heard of Christmas breakfast. <laughs>
0: yes, you yes you have because we do it every year.
2: <laughs> That's breakfast.
1: <laughs> you just wake Uh-oh. up and it's breakfast. <laughs> no,
0: it's definitely it's, def, it's definitely a thing. Okay, but then how was how was your week?
2: It was good. It was good. I had uh, a company call me and booked. For a um, session with him.
0: Nice. What, what yeah. session?
2: Um, diversity and inclusion training.
0: Y'all don't like giving details. Like, y'all say, oh, I booked a session. And then pause.
2: I pause to give you an opportunity to ask more
0: questions. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I appreciate that. But we no, know man. you like your questions, too. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, wait till I get to my... My week, go ahead, though.
2: But yeah, um, uh, I'm booking a company,
0: mm-hmm. so my week now, all right. I, this is I Okay, so I got this concept from listening to Devin and on the other podcast, the Outrageous Podcast. And he used to say, sometimes I ask you guys about your week just so I can tell you about mine. And I feel that because that's exactly how I feel. So let me tell you about my week. (laughs) (laughs) I just downloaded an app called... Clubhouse and Mm -hmm. on this platform you can communicate and network with people all over the country now I thought this was gonna be easy for me, you know, because I spoke I've been on stage in front of hundreds of people we do the podcast every day and or every week and then I speak to people every day So I'm thinking I'm just gonna hop in this app get in a couple chat rooms and just talk to people Nope, I was afraid for some reason. So like let me explain. So I get into these chats and when you get in there, the moderator they can bring you on as a speaker. And there was a couple of chats where when I got in there, they hit me to be a speaker. But instead of just jumping in, I hit not now or I ignored it because I was nervous. I went back to being afraid of all like what well, they don't, what well, they don't like, what I have to say, that type of thing. So what happened was I hopped into this chat and it was some really really <coughs> dope people. They're all like Christians, uh, Christians business business owners, and they're talking about. How you? How God has been working for you? Twenty twenty, easy. You know, I can talk about that. Talk about what, no, what we do with negations, How God worked for me, easy topic. I got in there. I was in there. <laughs> I was in there. But what made me think is like that was something I struggled with growing up is being able to talk. And I got to the point where I thought I was comfortable being able to go in different rooms and meet with different people. <clears throat> But in reality, it's something I think I still need to work on. Um, and then when I think back on like my speaking events and communicating with different people, I've always had an idea of who was in the crowd. So I knew a decent amount of people in the crowd. With this, I didn't know anybody. So for me, I went back on the fear. And this reminded me of the Christmas season. In a way, I'm trying to explain. I'm mean, hopefully this makes yeah, sense. Yeah,
1: how are you going to connect that? I'm
0: about, I'm about to look. I'm about to get this. I'm about to kill it. Watch this. So, um I realized that I remember back that God, Jesus died on the cross for me. You know, for me. Mm-hmm. Well, don't look at me like that. He died for you too, Ayla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he died for me. So, what do I need to be afraid of? Like he took he took away the sin. He took away the burden. And I know that if God can die. For me and sacrifice himself like that, I can be able to communicate with people on a platform in a room with nine to 20 people, especially when I speak in the crowds. And especially everyone is supposed to be faith led uh, with Jesus as the head.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: so it made me think about on this holiday season is that I have to remember that this is not about me. This time is not about me. It's not about what gifts I get, what gifts I give, but it's about the birth of Jesus Christ, the man that died on the cross for me and realizing that it's like, what should I be afraid of? You know? Mm -hmm. So did I make that? Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) I
2: was was wondering how you're going to land that plane. Yeah. (laughs) So
1: I'll just remember
0: like, because as when you're in these class, when you're in these rooms, they, when they, when you're speaking, they usually go in order. And so I remember it's like when you're in grade school and you, you had to read and while the other kids are reading, you're reading ahead to see what you have to read. Right. <laughs> that's how I felt in these <laughs> chat rooms. It's like, okay, what am I going to say? I should say this here and this there instead of instead of just talking, you know. And that's that's that. So I had to think back, and the holiday season helped me remind remind me of the fact that it's not about me, or not necessarily how I how I feel.
1: Do you Get- feel that as a society we have? watered down christmas i know that's a pretty simple question but yeah
0: i think so because it's easy to forget like you go to everyone's houses you got christmas trees and lights everywhere and um what gifts you're going to get what gifts you're going to give and where you're going to go for like it's so easy like my dad got a freaking fireplace on the tv right now christmas spirit making trying to make it feel cozy (laughs) so
2: No, because I know your mother would have came in here. You
0: don't have to fight.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, but so I think it's especially I think it's really Mm -hmm. easy to get lost, lost in. uh, I um, have. Oh, go ahead.
1: I have a question.
2: Ooh, you pulling a D? I am.
1: (laughs) I'm pulling it out.
2: I need a
0: trademark. Do you
1: get offended as a Christian when people say Xmas?
0: Hmm. Um. I wouldn't necessarily say I get offended, but it makes me, like, raise an eyebrow. Like, what's the point, you know? I've seen that, uh... Well, this week, somebody posted something on Instagram. Instead of saying Christmas, they said Xmas. And they were, this person was supposedly a believer. So I just I feel like confused. people
1: take it and they don't know what it means sometimes. And they're like, just like Xmas because people it's, use it. like yeah. People use it all the time now.
2: Because they're crossing out Christ, Christ. out of Christmas.
0: Yeah. I remember like early 2000, that was a big thing. People was going back and forth about that real big. And then it seemed like it went away. And now I see a few people doing it again.
2: Well, it's, it's a um, teaching opportunity. Because most people don't know what that Mm
1: means. Yeah. And even if they do know what it means, though, like, what do you say to somebody that does that? Do you say anything? And is not saying something bad, you know? Like, I don't know. Mm -mm.
2: No. uh, I don't get offended. They just don't know. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's a teaching opportunity. You can ask, why do you say Xmas as opposed to Christmas?
0: Yeah. Do you think it's different... Um, do you think it's different of being <coughs> on a social media platform and seeing it versus hearing someone say it in person? I'm well, worried. Then again, I never really heard someone say it in person. But just for the sake. Be you,
2: honest with you, I have not seen that this year. Oh, I wow. did today? I haven't seen it in a while, yeah. Xmas. Yeah,
0: do you yeah, think that yeah. you will comment? <clears throat> so if you saw that on a post, do you think you will comment and be like, why did you put Xmas?
1: I didn't comment. Um, and that's kind of why I posed the question of like, Is it bad for me not to say something, you know? Like, what do you guys think about that? Because, like, is that just me ignoring the blatant disrespect?
2: They don't know they're being disrespectful.
1: But what if they did know? What if they were like, I'm not going to say Christmas? I don't want to say Christmas because I don't believe in Christ. But that's on them. Yeah.
0: But don't you think it's part of our role to say
1: something?
2: You can. But you don't have to be... uh, defensive about it. It's not everybody like what you do on your job. You don't always say anything.
1: Yeah, but is it kind of like kind of like Peter, you know, where he denies Christ? Like, they're denying Christ in that moment and are you like required? Like, is it?
0: I think that's different because Peter denied Christ versus Peter seeing someone else denying Christ. But at the same time, like,
1: I feel like you should say something.
2: Was this uh, perceived to be a Christian?
1: No. You know your battles? Not that I know. Not that I know of. I don't really know this person that well. All right, so
0: let me ask you guys this question. Um, You know how you just said, do you get offended if, or ask the question if you get offended if someone put an X in Christmas? But as a believer in Christ and understanding what Christmas is about, do you feel some type of way about accepting gifts and doing all these Christmas traditions, like putting up a Christmas tree, singing Christmas carols, and doing all this other stuff?
1: It's something that I've questioned, honestly. Um, actually, our friend Raph—I well, shouldn't have said his name. You always name dropping. Me I'm too. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> our friend, he had said that to me one day. He's like, you know that like the Christmas tree wasn't a, like a Christian tradition. Like, so why are you yeah. putting up a Christmas tree? And I have put some thought into it I haven't come to a conclusion yet I have to do more research on that but um I don't know I also read this thing on Instagram today which I really liked and I posted on my Instagram and I'm gonna plug myself go follow me <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> um but I read this thing that was talking about um american christians and and the Bible and the church and like not covering everything in the Bible and choosing what we cover and what not, And like people not reading the Bible themselves. So they just take what they hear and go with it. Mm-hmm. And I think Christmas is kind of the same way. I think mm-hmm. it's like passed down generation to generation. You do it because it's tradition. Yeah. And I think that's why it's become so diluted. And I think honestly, that's my opinion. It's my opinion. It's not a fact, mm-hmm. but honestly, I feel the same way about the Christian faith in America today.
0: That, Christian faith is deluded. Diluted. This is also coming from the biggest Christmas person <clears throat> I know. <laughs> it, I am. I am. I love
1: Christmas. But,
0: but I'm about to put you on the spot a little bit here. Okay. Um, Ayla and I had this conversation. Um, Ayla and I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. She said that you don't think that you were going to, or you asked a question about telling kids, future kids, about Santa, like whether you are going to do that or not.
1: Mm-hmm. I told you no. I told you I didn't want to.
0: Yeah, but what, was that, thought, what was that thought was thought process?
1: I don't want to dilute it more. Um, I think Santa is, you know, it's fun. It's a fun thing. But also, we're not supposed to lie. That is lying to your child. It is. I know that you're like, oh, you're such a bummer. But that's true. It is a lie. You are lying. Are you supposed to lie, Daryl?
0: <laughs> okay, but I also heard you use lying tactics with your parents. Nanny and kids and preschool kids they <laughs> I'm get them to, saying, they get them to do things I,
1: but, I, but that's maybe something that like i'm in habit of that i need to break this is something i outright know that i am i'm really really lying to this kid like i don't think it's not about comparing two sins because all sins are equal mm-hmm. it's about doing the sin
0: I think in certain circumstances you have to lie. And I don't want to take us off topic, but like this may sound terrible. Say we have a kid that wants to play basketball and they're like really really short, they're slow, they're not very athletic and they're at that point where it's time to play basketball. And he was like, "You think I can start?" And he's like, "Yeah, little Johnny, you can start." And you know you this kid not going to start because they're terrible. Like Why
1: couldn't you just tell him no?
0: (laughs) You would? If I came to you, Ayla, I was like, you know what, Ayla... Never, mind, never you're oh, man, I already know you will say. Oh that's anyway. Um, I came to you, Ayla, I'm like Ayla. I want to be a singer. I'm gonna start pursuing I a singer. I would singing tell
1: career. you, Daryl. I think you should stay what doing what you're doing.
0: Mm, that was a bad example. Because
1: you know I would tell you that. <laughs>
0: that was a terrible example. I shouldn't have used singing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you know I would tell you that. And that's not. I'm not trying to be that gentle. I would yeah. try to do it in the most gentle way possible. But
0: I think okay, so I think Santa Claus to a certain age. It's okay. Like it's just fun. It's just you know, bonding with your kid. Like I think Santa Claus to a certain age. Like I've had I had trained clients who they're like basically in high school and they still believe in Santa Claus. I think that's a little too long. But once they get to a certain age, hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. I I I doubt it. it. But I sorry, (laughs) but Santa's not real. But um. Yeah, I think once a kid gets a certain age, you know, you can t- weed them off of Santa Claus or take them off of Santa Claus. And I think it's not the fact that you tell them that Santa Claus is real or you watch Christmas movies. It's the fact that they under- that you teach your kid who God is.
1: I think so, too. I'm not like, I just think that from my own experience and from other experiences, I looked forward more to Christmas as a holiday to celebrate Santa. And what he did, and like all the Christmas movies, so Santa, 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 and Rudolph, and Frosty, and there's Santa in every movie. And like in a way, we're idolizing him, and he's well, not even a real person.
2: Well, if you do that, <clears throat> imagine this: you have a kid five years old, and they're seeing Santa, reindeers, and it, Frosty it's the be a snowman
1: conversation. We're gonna have to have anyways, right? Yeah,
2: and you tell them there's no Santa. Mm-hmm. They go to school and say, my mommy and daddy said, there is no Santa.
0: you got to put that right to the kids.
2: <laughs> They're going to be looking well, for, actually, I want them Sullens family. <laughs> I want to talk to them.
1: Actually, the the parents that I work for now, they tell their kid that he's not real. He still likes to pretend that Santa is real, but he knows that it's <clears throat> not one. real. That's yeah. <laughs> one out of how many. Yeah.
2: So, you know, it's. It's a catch-22, but I I have a question that I want to ask you guys.
0: Wait, stop. Stop announcing that you guys got questions. That's my thing. Just ask it. (laughs) I announced that the questions are coming. We're not switching things up. We're 33 episodes in. Do I
2: have to take my belt off?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh Your dad stays your dad, even on the podcast, too. (laughs) I'm too old for (laughs) what
2: Okay question if you had a birthday party it's your birthday Mm -hmm. and you invited people to your birthday party yeah and everybody comes to your party and bring each other's gifts except you how would you feel
0: i'd be like yo is this somebody else's birthday
1: am i celebrating somebody else Hmm.
2: what do we do during christmas what is our mindset? If we're celebrating the birth of Christ, how often do we think about him? Because if we do things just to make us feel good, does that count?
1: It, to be honest. And no, whole, Aila,
2: we want you to lie. You <laughs> did it <every>
1: time. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, my whole childhood. I mean, we always had a birthday cake for Jesus at my like family Christmas thing. But it was always second fiddle. Like Mm -hmm. it always is like two seconds sing happy birthday to Jesus. That's it. And it's overshadowed by Santa and gifts and time with family. And time with family is so important. And gifts are like their way of showing love. And I'm not saying that they're a bad thing. But when that is the focus, it becomes an idolization over Christ.
2: So how would you give Christ a gift? What would your gift be to him? If it's his birthday party, what would your gift be to Christ?
0: Maybe we should take all the gifts we gave you for Christmas and give it to God.
1: I think you should (laughs) give him your time. (laughs) How? You could give him your time. and I think a lot of ways you could spend time with him praying. You could go out. and teach or you could go out and worship or you could go out and uh, spend your time with other people as well I think that necessarily if you're if you're showing love and you're being an example I guess that could be spending your time for him
2: I I I had a a class one time I was teaching and we were talking about Matthew 2 when the the Magi came Mm -hmm. and looking for Following the start of Jesus and they asked Herod about Jesus. Where is the kid and Herod wanted to know because he wanted to kill him because mm-hmm. he knew it was the king. And then I was researching it on the Magi. And what's interesting about that <clears throat> in the book of Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar put the Jews in captivity. Mm-hmm and he remembers Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego along Mm -hmm. with Daniel, he changed their names to that Mm -hmm. and the lion's den and and all that stuff. Well, Nebuchadnezzar went through some stuff and then he, you know, start recognizing who God was Mm -hmm. because of Daniel and, you know, coming out of the lion's den and he made a decree to the people that they will start worshiping Daniel's God. In that, they talk about the wise men, the magi, the magicians and all those. Mm -hmm. And in that decree, if you look in Matthews 2, that's the magi. That's why they started worshiping God. Therefore, they started looking for him because they knew of the story dating way back from Daniel. Mm -hmm. So they came bearing gifts to the king. Mm -hmm. What gift do we bury? bring to him? Our mindset has changed because of the commercialization of it, and that's and I believe that's by design. we mm-hmm. were taking the focus off the Christ. That's why you get the Xmas,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I don't even know how to respond to that. Like on Christmas, <clears throat> what do you bring to God? Um, I mean, I like what Ayla said, but I also think like uh, bringing yourself. Like I have no idea. Like. Cause me personally, what thinking of it now, God. yeah, it's like, what God can I give God everything? that's good enough? You know, so because that's
2: we—that's the sacrifice. When we ourselves. did a podcast like, yeah. on a sacrifice. Yeah, it's something that's of value that you're giving to them. Mm-hmm. You just don't give anything. It could be your time, your mindset, you changing your heart mm-hmm. towards Him. Remember, um, last year was it last year or year before last when all the family bought a gift to give to a needy family. Remember, oh, we yeah, took yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Instead of fighting over Tickle Me Elmo's in the stores, <laughs> you know, because you want your kid to have this thing that they're going to play with a little bit and you're going to see it in the trash. Mm-hmm. You know, our mindset has to tri- uh, uh, shift and Christmas, the way we celebrate it, it's not really the time where where Jesus actually was born. Yeah. It was doing like it would be like in September during the harvest. Yeah. But because of the feast of the Epiphany and the worship that they had at that time, they made a change to worship him at, during this time. That was
0: with the Romans, right?
2: To combat yeah the the the, the pagan stuff that was going on.
0: Yeah, I was reading about that.
2: Yeah. And so just thinking about <clears throat> that's why I don't get in too much of the the trees and all that. And the trees are supposed to be the lighting with the star, you know, the star of David that guided the Magi and yeah. and all that symbolizing where the child will be born and all that. So, I don't get much into that.
0: So, I don't think you answered your own question. How do you, what do you do for Christmas to give? Did he? Yeah,
1: Yeah, he went on a whole spiel. Yeah, but
0: like yeah. what he, what he <laughs> particularly does, did I miss that?
2: Yeah, I'm studying the word, giving up myself, oh. teaching because... I was a person that didn't like to talk in front of people. Mm -hmm. You know, I was that person. But giving and talking and teaching.
0: I guess that circles back to what I was talking about before um, uh, when I was talking about the clubhouse thing. Is that, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone. Because, man, I wish y'all would have seen me. It was almost like asking fifth grade Daryl to go in front of the school to talk, to give, you know, a speech. And that's bad. You know, so I uh, what I realized and then just thinking about on what God wants us to do and how God released my life is that uh the things if if I say that I have faith in God and then I say that God is directing me in the things that I'm doing, I should be able I should be able to do this stuff in no problem. And I know that I'm human, I'm fresh, I'm flesh, and there's going to be times where I'm like, oh, man, I don't know, but. The fact that I step out and still do it. And I was telling Ayla earlier when I was t- talking about this is that I kind of applaud myself to a certain extent because I did that. You know, even though I was nervous and I was fumbling over my words with some of the groups that was in, I still stepped out and and, and, and did that. And then after I did that and I was having conversation with people, I felt comfortable and I made a, a few great connections. So, Yeah
1: we have to remember too i mean though when well, we were talking about it before and how like it's reflection of your faith and how much faith you have mm-hmm. in god like you did something the other day actually i had a really bad dream i have night terrors as an adult um But I had a really bad dream, and I had like woken up, and I was started praying, and I put on some worship music. And Daryl hates when I put on music at nighttime; like, he cannot (laughs) sleep. (laughs) He cannot sleep, and he's like, "Oh, what?" And I was like, "I I need it. Like, I want to put it on. It comforts me." And he's he basically said, "If you have," he asked me if I had faith in God, and I said yes. And he said, "Then why are you afraid?" And I think. (laughs) I could pose the same question to you with your talking, but um, <laughs> getting in a group away. chat. But um, I think that it's important for us to remember too that Jesus was scared. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's what you do after you have that fleshly like and and that's response.
0: why and that's why I applaud myself because mm-hmm. even though I was nervous hop, hopping in as a speaker in these chats, I still did it. Mm-hmm. You know, no no matter didn't matter, like, really, how I felt. Um, I still did it. So mm-hmm. I uh, and that's exactly what you say, you know, it was everyone gets scared, but it's what you do when you get scared was what makes you obedient or disobedient.
1: It took me forever. And I think, too, as we need to recognize our progress. and I actually made a post about, you know, maybe it's us not forgiving ourselves. Um, but, like, I, you know, felt bad when you said that, not in a way like it wasn't your fault, but I felt this like type of guilt um, because I I know. But at the same time, my first response wasn't to turn the music on. My first response was to pray. And before, I wouldn't have done that, you Uh know? Uh And it's like, I have to recognize that progress is like, I went to God first and I put worship music on to comfort me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was like...
2: That's growth.
1: That's, yeah, that's growth. Yeah. I have to recognize that and keep going.
0: You know what Ayla did when I asked her if she had faith? And when, when she was having the dreams or whatever? She was like, yeah, I do. And then she turned the music up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, it's, it's just some t- some things we we do in... We do out of tradition. Um, this week, I was happen to be studying um, in Mark chapter seven when the Pharisees came to Jesus because they were picking grain and eating without washing their hands. And the Pharisees were saying, "Why are they doing that? Now, why aren't they following the traditions of the elders?" Now, Jesus is there, who's King, and they're looking about following tradition to men more so the command of God. If you read. Matthews, uh, Mark, chapter seven. That's very interesting. And when Jesus got with the disciples by themselves, they asked him what he meant by that parable. <laughs> Sometimes Jesus is cold. He said, "Are you still dull? <laughs> like, Are you crazy? What's wrong with you? You should know this." But we get caught up in the traditions, mm-hmm. and we have to go back and. That's why is fellowship is so important that we get with each other and talk about these things to keep us on the right track. So we won't go off on rabbit trails. That's why we have all these different denominations, because people are following different things Mm -hmm. of men and rules of men. And because Christianity is not a religion, Mm -hmm. it's a lifestyle.
1: Yeah,
0: that's funny. Some kid at the gym was asking. He was like, so he was like, you know, Christianity is not even a religion, right? I was like, yeah, it's a, it's a belief. He's like, so what religion are you? I was like, oh, well, t- technically I'm not. I don't, I don't have a religion. Yeah, I, I, He's bugs. like, well, you have to have a religion. You believe in God, don't you? I was like, yeah. He's like, so what religion are you? I was like, <laughs> don't,
2: don't. Religions are rules of men. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Paul actually says that. I can't, mm-hmm. and I hate when I do this, and Daryl hates when he does this too. I can't quote the exact scripture, but he says, turn away from your religion. Um, your, your religious ways mm-hmm. and he isn't talking about like even like Denominations and being Christian. He was talking about like worshiping statues like religion is doing something like you said Like mm-hmm. tradition over and over and that's what they're doing Yeah, it's, uh,
2: Romans Yeah, but we get but that's handed down whether Intentionally or unintentionally that's handed down mm-hmm. because of what we do
0: so question we talked about a lot. We, t-
1: we did. We, we were- talked about
0: a lot today. We talked about how, you know, um, we shouldn't put so much into Christmas and forget about God. Uh, we talked about Santa, whether or not you should tell your kids about Santa. Um, I have one question for you guys today after after this whole podcast. What do you guys want for Christmas? Damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That oh, was I, terrible. I was about to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, one thing I took away from this um, podcast in and, and this week was that, uh, you know, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, so why should I be afraid? Um And also that we, going into this holiday season, yeah, we're spending time with family, which is great. Everyone's giving gifts and doing all this stuff and drinking eggnog and and fruitcake or whatever, uh, <laughs> which is all great. And great and cool and stuff but we just can't forget of the reason why we're you know having this holiday in the first place mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, yeah so that's my, my takeaway from, from this episode so don't get so much caught up in the green and red and um the lights and the Christmas trees and cookies and all that stuff uh, remember the reason for um, this time of year reason for the season
2: the reason for the season <laughs> I'm ready to sing
0: well Ayla, should i pursue my singing career
1: (laughs) honesty see that's crazy (laughs) now you hurt my feelings well you can sing
2: it's a matter of you singing well and develop those muscles that is true no i'm ready no
0: i'm ready right now so i'm just gonna hop on the mic yeah Uh, i always said that
2: i'm not a american idol parent You know, I'm not going to tell you, you sound like Luther. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you that. (laughs) I was like, you might
0: want to venture down another path. Yo, that's cold. That's (laughs) That's (laughs) But uh, Ailey, you got any takeaways?
1: I think mine are the same as yours. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just talking about what the season is actually about. Um, And I got a lot of thinking to do, too. I feel like I should do some more research and change your mind. (laughs) About Santa. Oh,
0: here we go. <laughs> All right, now you got any takeaways?
2: Yeah, it just and and when you're talking about you got on the platform and you 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 got afraid, mm-hmm. is that you never graduate from learning mm-hmm. from studying, and we have to keep developing our craft. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do yeah, or what I mean, level you are.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's definitely important. The um, only time I really get nervous is when I don't feel prepared and I just didn't really feel prepared. Mm-hmm. So that might have been it, too.
2: But you know what? Uh, something else I thought about that uh, 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 a takeaway when as we were talking, I started thinking about it. The amount of reading that I do now, constantly reading. And I have a habit that Doc, you know, Dr. Francis Kurt mm-hmm. taught me years ago in a car, I always keep a notepad. Or a little something to write on, because ideals will come, things will come to you, and you can write them down. Else, you're you're forget them, mm-hmm. and that's why you see me. I have little notes around here. Sometimes, Sometimes I read something that comes to me. So uh, that's another uh, takeaway in talking about the things that come to your mind. Mm-hmm. Write it down, that you can use it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And so, in developing your craft, that's what you have to do. Always better your best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well. That's it. You guys good? I'm good. <laughs> so we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the No Negations podcast. Um, like always, make sure you head over to our website, www.nonegations.com, and check out our apparel you know we have our hoodies online and also make sure you check out blended down in Belton village mall um 30 plus vendors down there and of course we have no negations apparel in there so during the christmas season make sure you go down there check them out um yeah uh did i miss anything follow us on all social media platforms um but yeah that's it right mm-hmm. Dude, I, I did so. it i remember when we first started is my conclusions were terrible i was always forgetting stuff I got a good little routine now.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) But (laughs) until next time.
1: Peace. Hey guys, it's Ayla with your word of the week. I think one of the best questions we had on our podcast this week was what are we giving Christ for Christmas? A question credit to DS Ninja. Being completely transparent, I haven't thought about it before this point. And I have thought about everyone else's gift but his. I hope this question has made you think as much as it made me. This year, one of my gifts to Christ will be something simple, my time. I'm committing morning prayer time praising Jesus and thanking God for the gift Christ was to us. And I would love to share it with you if you're willing. We could set up a time to get on a call on Christmas morning and pray together, and if you're interested in giving and sharing that prayer time, message us on Instagram or Facebook and I'll send a Zoom link. I hope everybody enjoys their Christmas this year, and I hope that you give your time to Christ.
2: Hello everyone, this is DS Ninja with your business principle for the week. Now most companies have multiple organizational statements, a mission, purpose, even a vision statement but very few have a customer service vision statement. Now, the problem with having numerous statements is that employees can't keep track of them or remember them. But why would a company want to consider adding another statement, a customer service vision statement? Well, the reason is that a customer vision statement is one of the most important things that an employee or the people that work for you can control, influence, or impact. While mission statements uh, are the corporate norm, they are more a long-range goal. But take, for example, one company's mission statement. We want to be the best in the world. What can an employee do with that on a daily basis to affect it? But does that fire them up or race them to work? This is where a customer vision statement can come into play. If your employees are only getting to remember one thing, the organizational statement, it should be your customer vision statement. The true underlying value of how your employees treat each other or every customer, that statement that provides a meaningful purpose to your employees and your customer is what counts. The customer service vision statement was provided by John DeJulius' book, The Customer Service Revolution.
0: My girl. My girl. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: yo, we're recording. <laughs> we're, we're recording. <laughs> Man, we might put our CD out. <laughs> See, look at that.
0: A c- CD? Yeah, <laughs> he's showing his age. <laughs>